Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is a bit of a confession surrounding things that we did or didn't do in response to the pandemic and how we might pray for our minds to be transformed in Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Joyous feast. Joyous feast. God bless you on this feast day. Today we commemorate the Holy Fathers of the Fourth Ecumenical Council and their teaching that Jesus Christ is both perfect God and perfect man so that through Him, in Him, all of creation is reconciled with the living God and even united with God in a way that is more manifest and true than ever before. And so we celebrate that today. I've been thinking, we read this passage this morning about letting your light so shine before men so that they see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And for myself, and you can decide whether you can put yourselves in the same place or not. When I think about the past year and a half and the things that I did or didn't do omitted doing during that time when we're all wearing masks and we're doing all the safety protocol and then some churches were blowing that off um, well I shouldn't say blowing it off but made a decision like not to have any kind of um, safety uh, protocol and so there was a big a lot of confusion and disagreement and of course there was the element of, of perhaps the priest being obedient to his hierarchy regardless of his own opinion about what should be done and things like that so that was going on a lot and so I think about all the things that I did or didn't do but let's focus on the things that I didn't do. Did we have, did we offer the paraclesis service on a regular basis in our church? You know what that service is for. It's, it's prayers in times of struggle and devastation we offered it a couple times, but not regularly. Did we pray on a consistent basis for our society, for ourselves, for our community to be delivered from the scourge of this virus? Not really. We have our general prayers that we offer at every service where we pray for life, health, salvation, 
And so sometimes I would think, well, that's what we're doing. We're praying then, right? We're saying, you know, for the health and salvation of so-and-so, and we say these prayers, and so that's, that's enough. But did we make an intentional effort to offer those prayers as a community or as a priest? Not really. And I think this was the case with most parishes. If I know, you know, my my brother priests as well as other communities well enough, I think that was kind of the case. What does that signal or kind of signify? The fact that we didn't do, that we omitted doing all of these things during this time and instead argued about all sorts of other things. What does it signal? What do you think you can answer me? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it say about our life as Orthodox believers? George? That we're all less than perfect. Less than perfect, for sure. <laughs> and we could say that, we could say that all day long. <laughs> you know, how much less than perfect we are. It's the same as when we run to an aspirin for a headache rather than a prayer. Right. So Ty just said it's, it's the same as when we run to an aspirin immediately when we have a headache and we don't even think to offer a prayer. You know? There's nothing wrong with it, right? There's nothing wrong with taking an aspirin. But we don't think to pray. There are, and I can tell you, I won't name names, but there are some parishioners in our community that even before they have a routine doctor's visit, they will come here and ask me to pray for them before they go to the doctor. They will come to the church and they will get on their knees before God, before they go see the doctor. There are some people that do that. But I can tell you it's a very, very, very small number of people that do that. And so, it signals something about our, what philosophers and others, you know, that kind of look at the age that, we in, that we're in, as well as theologians, that they would call it, it signifies a secular frame of mind. One Catholic philosopher, Charles Taylor, calls it in, the, that we have a mind that's trapped in what he calls the imminent frame. And so what's imminent? It's everything that you can touch that's available to you. It's that bottle of aspirin that you can go and grab and make your headache go away. It's all of those things. What is transcendent is what is beyond those things. And what's happened within our society and within our lives, even as Orthodox believers, is that we're kind of trapped. If you can think of like a window frame and how when you look out of it, you can't see everything that's there. You can only see certain things that are given to you. There's a whole reality that's much bigger than what you're able to see. But you're only able to see what the window is giving you. And that's the frame. So you're only able to see, if I'm sick, I need to spend my time just looking for specialists, and there's no reason to come to the church. There's no reason to ask for prayer. And during this time, when all of these things were happening throughout the world, how many of us, instead of arguing with each other, 
were moved to a deep repentance as a result of what we were seeing happening. It wasn't our response. Our response was not to repent. It was to look for other people to blame for the situation. And that's still going on. That'll continue to go on. On the one hand, you could say that, well, maybe these are all modern problems or something like that, but they're not necessarily modern. This is, it goes, it's always that way. If you think all the way back to the philosopher Plato, and you've ever heard his myth of the cave, he says there's people trapped in a cave, they're tied up, and there's a whole world outside, and they don't even know it exists. And they're stuck there. You know? So this, this was thousands of years ago. So we're not, you know, it's not necessarily something that's, um, that hasn't always been the case or a struggle. But it's just that now we take it for granted that that's just the way it is. You know? That there is no stepping out of this frame. There is no reason to go to church and have the priest say prayers before you go to a doctor's visit. Because what, people will say, what does it do? And so, when I think about that, and then I hear the words of the Lord in the Gospel, let your light so shine before men that seeing your good works they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. And I start to think how poor I am in those good works and in offering those prayers and supplications for our community. And definitely it makes me feel ashamed And at times, and especially just kind of this past week, it really started making me just, just weep. This realization. And so, let's be different in the way that we go about all these things. And let's begin to offer prayers, genuine prayers, in our homes as well as in the life of the church, for our community, for our world. Paying attention to what is needed at the time and offering the appropriate services and supplications for what's going on around us. And let's, before you go to the doctor, before you have a procedure, when you're thinking about these things, come to the church. Let's pray together. Let's make sure that you're anointed with holy oil before you go into any of these places. So that you're making a decision as a free person whom Christ has set free to refer every aspect of your life even something as small as taking an aspirin to God. And to even in those things, to give glory to Him and to think and to be able to understand and to move into the realm of meaning relating to all of these things instead of staying on the surface and being outraged by just, you know, the physical things that we can see. 
And so may the Lord help us in that regard and truly change our hearts. And if we've been hurt, and this was something I was going through this past week as well, thinking about there, there was, there's people that have said things, even other clergy, and have done things during this time that were very, personally, very hurtful and painful to me. And, um, uh, like, it's, it's hard as a priest, and we have our community, and we're trying to be safe and do these things, and we're being obedient to our hierarchy. It's hard to hear other people calling you a heretic for the things that you're doing. It's hard for other people, you know, to, to hear these things. It's painful. And I was thinking about that in my response to that and really praying about it. Like, God, help me. Because I get angry. I get frustrated. I want to lash out at people. Sometimes I, you people probably, everybody probably does this. You write like a really long diatribe and then just put it away. Don't ever share that with anybody, you know. Or like if people try to make arguments, you know, you go and you like destroy their argument, you know, and, and, and make them look like a fool. But then you never, you know, you don't share that with people because it's just, it's just mean, you know. And, but I was thinking about that, that hurt that we experience, that I've experienced personally, and I'm sure you all have too. And, and this has often happened, I'm sorry, I'm, this isn't a rabbit trail. Irina's going to tell you, you're running on, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up soon. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it happens a lot, a lot in marriage too. Like it happens in my relationship with my wife that there's something going on and I make whatever's going on that's a difficult situation all about me. And I'm just thinking about like how I was hurt and what happened, what happened to me. And, all this, you know, and then every once in a while, you know, one time she actually said that to me, like, you're making this all about yourself. You're not thinking about me. And I just, I just was devastated. I, I, I almost fell over because I realized like what, how horrible I was being. But so... In the same way, with regard to these things over the past year, where well, we've been hurt, but then have we ever thought, uh, are we willing to concede the point, am I willing to concede the point that I've said things that have probably hurt other people? You know? Or my, because I was hurt, keeping people at arm's length and not wanting to even have a conversation with them you know, has hurt them. And so you start, you know, you start to see these things in yourself. And our responsibility as Christians is to repent, to confess these things. I don't get to, I don't have like my local parish priest that I can just run to and, you know, I have to make arrangements and plan, schedule confession with Father Andrew and try and figure out a time and, um, uh, and so I, you know, sometimes I just confess to all of you, so that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and, uh, and at times, too, when I, was in, when I was in the altar, you know, there's been times where I, you know, George would be in there with me, and I'll, there's been times where I literally just sort of confessed to him because I was really frustrated about something. But, 
So let us confess and pray to the Lord to truly change our mind. And by what I mean by that is to change the way, I guess, to, to open up that frame that we're always looking through and start to, re- to remove it so that we can see more and think more and, um, and participate in that life that is always available to us. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends.